0: The VC Show is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, but you must be 21 or older. I heard, you know, through another player that Fox told him, I was like, yo, Vince don't like me, but we're just, you know, just always just trying to get him just to understand his importance to the team, being a professional. He came up to me and he said, hey man, now that you're not here, I understand all of the things that we argue about or you would say to me, and I want to say thank you. Bruh, when he saw, when he said that to me, I was just like, whoa. The VC Show, let's go. Welcome to the VC Show, presented by Caesar Sportsbook on Omaha Audio. I'm Vince Carter, alongside you-know-who, Roz Gold on a Roz, how was your Thanksgiving, first and foremost? How are you doing? What's up? What's good? I see you everywhere. You're a busy lady.
1: I am moving and shaking, but actually for the Thanksgiving holiday, I sat down and just really enjoyed my family. Huh. And my godmother, Sharon, put on a feast for about 12 people. She did most all of it herself, although I was a sous chef, and I helped her make um, her, fam- her mother's famous uh, carrot cake, Miss Klingscale's famous carrot cake, and it is delicious. And my father used to love eating that carrot cake. And that's one of my my favorite memories with him is we'd always like kind of fight each other for a slice of uh, Miss Clink Scales carrot cake. Now she's passed away and my father passed away. So my godmother Sharon and I uh, both took some special time, intimate time together to put the ingredients together and make the cake. So it was a beautiful Thanksgiving. It was delicious. She threw down, we ate um, and I'm back at it. How was your Thanksgiving?
0: It was good, man. Moms wanted to have everybody over. So I was like, what time we will be there. And kids had a good time. They ate good. Hang out with the family. You know, so no complaints, man. And like, just like you back to work after that. So it's been an interesting um, time off, you know, since we've last talked a lot going on, as you know. Uh, So what you got for us?
1: I mean, it's just the NBA. There's always something. Where do you want to go? Like, Okay, but better question.
0: What angle do you want to hit first? Like, where do you want to (laughs) go with
1: this? (laughs) Well, actually, I'm really excited to have a positive uh, angle on the Lakers. And, you know, they've put a win streak together. And according Mm -hmm. to sources, you know, there's a belief shared by leaders in the Lakers locker room that the team's only a couple players away. From turning this team into a legitimate contender, and look, Roz, you know, what does that mean? I'm asking you, what does it mean? What do you think?
0: I don't know. That's what I'm asking. I wasn't sure. I, okay, so I'm, I'm going to. So it's a lot in this, and I just have questions. And 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 I th- I thought Anthony Davis was fantastic while LeBron was out, and I saw some numbers where you know LeBron was averaging you know, let's say 20, 23 or so points a game with AD as AD was averaging the same. Without each other, they they jumped up about 10 points. Okay? So my question is, can AD have the same mentality and approach to the game while LeBron is back consistently? Alpha dog. I'm the go-to guy. Play through me first. Can he continue to do that? Because I think if he has that mentality the Lakers can succeed and play like they're playing because LeBron can be LeBron whenever he wants to. LeBron can take over games when he wants to. And we've seen Roz in the past. LeBron talked about, uh, we, you know, early when he first got there the, f- the first year, we want to play through AD, we want to play through AD. And if and I know you watch the games like I do, but you notice LeBron, they were playing through LeBron. LeBron was like, okay, we can't wait. We got to get it done, play through me. And then we'll just let AD catch up as he does. But now I think this is a great opportunity for AD to now, take the reins as LeBron has been saying and wanting to do in the organization for so long, mm-hmm. the time is now. And I think if they, if they, if they're able to do that, then you, I think in my opinion, I think the organization have a get a better assessment of what they really need. Yes. They need shooters. I get it. But then you'll see what else they can find to complement an Anthony Davis led team with LeBron James. Respectfully.
1: What? Why does there That's seem to take. be, yeah, why does there seem to be an on-off switch? You know, what is it that impedes the ability for, you know, AD to play at that level when LeBron's sharing the court with him? Um, is there something I about I think he the has way, a, Yeah.
0: Sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, I was going to say, is it something about, is it a mental challenge? Is it actually something about strategically how the court is set up? Or— You know, look, when you got LeBron James on the court, that's the best person on the court to run an offense through.
0: (laughs) And that's what I was going to say. I think it's a respect thing. He respects who and what LeBron James has done in the game. But at the same time, you are allowed to, and you should, and nothing wrong with you respecting him. But when that guy that you respect is now trying to give you the reins and wants you to take over and be the go-to guy, and he can compliment you, you should take that as an honor and run with it. I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't. I honestly, I, don't, I, mean, I haven't talked to AD, but I don't know what is what's his hesitation. But I think playing like this because I know I know these guys hear the whispers. I mean, as players, you hear mm-hmm. you know, especially those who frequently uh, you know roll, uh, roll and, and scroll through uh, social media, they hear what's being or see what's being say, said about them. So we, we're seeing, oh, it, you know, he's hearing. Can uh can AD lead a team? Is he washed? I don't want to say washed because mm-hmm. he's still playing great basketball. So maybe they're not saying that, but is he still the top five player? Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. And he hadn't played at that level or had that approach. I think now he's doing so while LeBron is not on the floor. I'd like to see, you know, yes, he was averaging like 22. He's getting like 22 a game, you know, with him, but it's just, it didn't passed the eye test for some for some players. It's like, yeah, he's doing it, but it was like a quiet 22. He really wasn't sure if he was there. Now he, now you know AD is that guy right now. That's how well he's playing, you know? So I, I don't know if it's just hesitation, but, you know, I say swing for the fence. If, I, if I'm his teammate, I'm like, bro, swing for the fence. You see what you – when you play like this, what happens to our team?
1: Okay, so how close do we think the Lakers are or how far are they from a few moves that could make them a serious contender, especially in the West.
0: I still think, I still think they need shooters. Uh, you, know, you know, we can't, uh, one thing about it, I think Russ made the first move into the growth and transformation of this team, meaning the willingness to sacrifice his game for what he, you know, for what he wants to get better. Then you couldn't blame Russ. It wasn't about Russ. It was about everything else. Now, He's done his part. AD is now doing his part. The organization is that time for you to do your part and put the pieces around uh, around them to get better. I, you know, I hear a lot of, you know, media types talk about. Okay, they make the trade. Will they, you know, will they win the championship? I don't know. But you think they want to play like this and, and and be at the bottom? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to get better and give, give yourselves the chance because of LeBron's history? Yeah. I mean, maybe they yeah. don't win, but they want to – why not make a run for it? You know, I, I get yeah. it. They don't want to give up everything they have, all of their draft picks. I do understand that. But you've put yourself in this position where you have to do something. And one they're playing better basketball, so maybe they've bought themselves some time, Roz. Right? I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, just one thing that's hard about these situations, because anytime you have LeBron James on your team, you're playing for now. You know, it's, it's not about a rebuild. <laughs> um, and so that, that makes it awkward for those role players who might even be having a nice moment because you can't really tell if you're playing your way into a trade, you know, or are you playing <laughs> your way into sticking around and them saying, no, 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 we believe in that one. So it's kind of hard to, you know, concentrate. It can be very distracting. And that's why I feel like when I speak to players, in those positions, you often hear them say things like, I'm just focusing on what I can control. I'm focusing on bringing great effort and energy. Yeah. Like what, what is the situation they're in?
0: I I would say ball out, ball out and increase your value, regardless whether it's balling out to stay with that team or balling out to, to be traded for another opportunity. That other opportunity could be a better opportunity because you're playing well. So, the common denominator here is do your thing, man. Do your thing and then let everything, you know, sort itself out after that because if you're not playing well, they're going to trade you. <laughs> if You know, regardless, like, they don't need you and, you know, whatever. So I feel like if you go out there and just do your job, uh, and good things can happen for you whether you're sticking with that team or not. You know, you could get traded to a better situation, you know, or, or just you – know, uh, or a better opportunity, I said better situation or better opportunity, better situation, yeah. a team that is maybe the top of the West or top of the East, better opportunity. You go to a team where you might not be winning, you get more opportunities to show what you can do. So it all its all predicated around doing your thing.
1: Okay. So we started this conversation at the top talking about Lakers have put a couple of wins together. Now they're, they're on it. They had a streak, like they're feeling good about things. Um, what do you think is the biggest evolution, or adjustment that, or growth that they've made to put them in the right direction from that honestly pressure-filled and, and abysmal start to the season? It was feeling like the world was mounting on the Lakers.
0: <laughs> well, you think about like you said it earlier when you play on a, a, a LeBron James team, the expectations aren't normal. It's not regular. It's winning and winning from the start of the season, I think that just, it would just, it just hit them hard. I mean, it's just like, do you have the pieces? Are you, you know, on top of learning a new offense, trying to buy into, you know, what coach Darvin Ham is, is selling and what he's teaching, what his expectations are, you know, a little different. We had him on and he already said, you know, he, his thing is about defense first. The offense going to take care of itself, but we got to sacrifice and commit to the defense. So everybody's just buying into that, uh, being able to accept, accept the new roles like a Russ Westbrook who felt that it should be one way, but the coach organization sees it another way, having to deal with that. A lot of guys having to understand and deal with that as well. So I, I, I think it is it is growth. I, I think it is understanding. And I think the, the, the leader of that pack, the, the leaders of that pack, I will say is Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis, because there again, I said Russ did his part. He made the sacrifice because he wants right. to win. He, he's like, okay, I got to figure this out. As he said, and I, I talked about this, you know, many, many episodes ago. I said, mm-hmm. Russ just has to sit in the mirror, sit in the he room did. by himself and figure out what he wants and, and what makes sense. And how do you, like for me, because I was in that t- in the same type of situation where it's like, all right, I say that I want to play b- basketball as long as I can. So some of things you're going to have to sacrifice. Some things we're not going to like. But how can you be you in your new role? And he's doing that. He's figured it out, you know. So that's kind of the thing, you know, for him. And then Anthony Davis. I, mean, I, I, I don't wish injury on anyone, but LeBron going down, I think, was a was a shot of life and mm-hmm. confidence for Anthony Davis, which is going to help this Lakers team as they move forward. He just has yeah. to sustain it and continue to do so. And I think that's kind of been the. The growth in uh, what has given this team success so far.
1: Absolutely. What you think? Uh, I mean, I I definitely want to give credit um, and kudos to the humbling of egos, to the digesting of um, pressure and expectation, both internally and externally, Um, and also, yo, it takes time. You got a whole new coach. You know, you got a, a couple of new faces. You got. You know People how it goes, right? literally adjusting into new roles I mean uh, you know s- superstars adjusting into new roles and um, and being asked of different different things you know from from coach ham so I feel like that takes time you, there are some teams that you know you expect them whether when they're veteran or they have a lot of returners to be further along early. But there are other teams where they uh, they need to have patience and understand that their their check-in points their urgency points you know are closer to that all-star break they're 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 making sure they're a post all-star team as far as their understanding of the system each other where their shots are coming from how things space out their responsibilities and then that next step that next layer is and i trust you i know that you got my back and because i trust you i can you know move in on a string with each other so i feel like that takes time but it, like mm-hmm. you said it's the lakers it's lebron and nobody's trying to and it's a big media
0: that. market it's a big media yeah. market if it's a small media market it's kind of under the radar till it's a big deal this is this is the la yeah it's a big deal all the time
1: yeah facts facts nobody has time for her natural uh gelling of a team gelling Ah, Yeah. Yeah. We were the 2020 champions. Y'all should have figured that a long time ago. Yeah. Right. Hello. All right, people. We're brought to you by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app ever. And honestly, the only one you need. It's not just about the big bonuses and boosts and promos that you get. It's the fact that every time you bet, whether you win or lose, you're earning towards the types of perks only Caesars can offer free stays, concert tickets, bonuses, and more. That's because when you download the Caesars Sportsbook app, you become a Caesars Rewards member, and that means perks. Must be 21 or older to gamble. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-522-4700.
0: Do you have ambitious hiring goals for the last quarter of 2022? With a powerful hiring partner, big goals are no big deal. You need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, Assessments, In virtual interviews, Indeed makes hiring all in one place so easy because it takes 10 minutes or less for most small business employers to post a job. According to U.S. Indeed data, Indeed also has a jaw-dropping pool of talent. In fact, three out of four of U.S. online job seekers search for jobs on Indeed each month, according to Comscore. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to sponsor your job post at indeed.com slash VC show offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash VC show. Need to hire you need indeed.
1: Okay. Let's hop over to a team with less expectations, but has some bright spots still in California. Are you with me on which team that might speak might be?
0: Sacramento, King?
1: Ooh, Sacramento Kings? Oh, Sacramento Kings. Oh sir. Yes. Um I want to talk about the play of De'Aaron Fox. Now I know you played with him in the 2017-18 yes, season. Sir. Um, you know, what was this young man like? What was he like? How was he what, what's your assessment of him?
0: Oh my god, De'Aaron Fox. Where should we start? Um
1: Super also, talented. He had- if if you're watching De'Aaron, you. I know his <laughs> oh, I'm like, thank you? <laughs> I think like, they're thanks. growing as a family. Uh,
0: yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yes,
1: yes, yeah, yes. That's right. He wrote an article that's on it, right. so it was really
0: beautiful. Yeah. Rese Caldwell, yeah, I believe. That's, 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 what's so, like, that's what's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's so crazy. Like, I mean, just knowing him as a young guy coming in and, you know, a lot of hype around him and just understanding, learning how to be a professional. And we would argue all the time. And I would not let... De'Aaron Fox get away with the, the the silly kid stuff that he wanted to be, you know, to you know, do, to do sometimes. Like, you know, this is your team. This is going to be your team. Be a professional. And the coolest thing ever that, that you know, as a veteran, uh, you know, I think of like a Udonis Haslam and, you know, his words and how important his words are to the Miami Heat in a locker room. I think about I, you know, <laughs> I heard Fox start out. I, I didn't like him. And Wait, what? Who said that? The so but at one point I heard you know uh, through another player that Fox told him I was like, "Yo, Vince do not like me," but we, we we're just all you know just always just trying to get him just to understand his importance to the team, being a professional. And I, I only played for a for a year. We played that year, you know. We go through the next year, so now I'm in Atlanta, and he's going through the season, and we're starting to see De'Aaron Fox kind of take off a little bit. We're starting to see flashes and. He came up to me. He said, hey, man, now that you're not here, I understand all of the things that we argue about or you would say to me. And I want to say thank you. And I appreciate that. And it makes more sense now that you're not here than when you were here because he was fighting. It was like, oh, you know, more so than listening. You want to fight back like, bro, stop. Leave me alone. Let me live. Let me enjoy my rookie season Blah 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 blah, and uh, bro, when he saw, when he said that to me, I was just like, "Whoa, you, my my pleasure, man." It was a, it was a great feeling. Like, you know, I, I if you want feedback, if you want to have conversation, you want to, you know, obviously chop it up about the game and what I what I've seen, been around. Cool, you know. Some people, you know, don't want it. That's fine. It is what it is, and it's kind of he was receptive to it to a point, and now to see him take those things, you can see his maturity. His growth, he understands the game. It's it's definitely slowed down, and he is playing lights out. And I think they put some great pieces around him. My other teammate, Kevin Herter,
1: mm-hmm. is shooting
0: the lights out of the out of the mm-hmm. rock, you know, from from distance. So it's just, it's just I mean, it's just great to see those two guys. Who and Kevin Herter is another guy I had a lot of conversation with over the year You know, as a rookie coming down. we still keep in touch when he got traded there. You know, just to kind of just encourage them and everything and now to see headband herder man good lord he's falling too but like man i text him i said the headband stays He said yes i said okay uh but man d fox is, is is playing great and to see what he's doing defensively uh you get Sabonis over there who have a a a, a low throw a low post threat yo harrison barnes man yeah, and I know you you know Harrison from when he played, you know, from going to state days, but and he kind of faded away, and he is back playing better than ever. So everybody has bought into what uh, uh, coaches uh, uh, Mike Brown is selling over there, uh, yeah. and, and they're definitely led by De'Aaron.
1: You know, I got to know Coach uh, Mike Brown when he was with the Warriors, and I was their sideline reporter, and I mean he's he was a huge part of the success of that team. And one thing that always stood out to me, especially when he, um, you know, I had the time chance to do interviews and also he had opportunities to step in, um, you know, and lead as Steve was out sometimes, but, um, his organization, his attention to detail, sometimes it might feel rigid, but at the same time, he's wildly, wildly prepared. And, um, I think that's something that like, you know, this Kings team could use some you know Absolutely. as they try to uh, dig out of the mud a little bit um uh, because they've, they've had nice pieces but it hasn't necessarily translated to huge success uh for them so far so um but you mentioned that Good. go ahead go ahead
0: ahead. No, well i want to say this no, real quick so about mike brown
1: Aaron. yeah talk about mike talk about mike sure
0: real quick i just want to say this about mike brown I noticed those things that you're talking about. I don't think it was appreciated when he had, during his time in LA. When he, uh, was he Cleveland? I'm sorry. I said LA, Cleveland. But when he, I watched him coach the Nigerian national team.
1: Yes.
0: I was there for that. And watching him and watching how he had command and watching the appreciation of the higher powers there mm-hmm. and, and what he did like watching them play the team USA and and uh, it was another game that I was super impressed but he just had command and they all listened and all of those players who played for him are now having successful seasons in the NBA this year so uh I noticed that I took notice of that and you know obviously I felt he deserved the job I was like hmm what he did with them, if he, those this Sacramento team buys into what he's selling, good things can happen. And I didn't know. I didn't think it would happen this fast, but kudos to him and the, and the young guys. But you were saying about Fox?
1: Yeah, to come back to De'Aaron, though, and I feel you. First of all, Mike Brown deserves so much flowers. Beyond his NBA success, what he did with the Nigerian national team, um, bringing attention and respect to the program. I played for the Nigerian national team on the women's side. Um, they played and also hard, just, too, man. Yeah, and competing and really yeah. um, showing what the potential is and also bringing the pedigree of, you know, a championship NBA high-level elite um, executing coach to Nigerian basketball um, is meaningful beyond – it's really meaningful in many ways. So big, big, big respect to Mike Brown. But to come back to the Aaron Fox, you mentioned, like, when you met him as a rookie, you were trying to mentor him and maybe he wasn't, like – he needed to grow up and also learn yeah. what it takes to be a pro. That, you know, it's kinda of sound like what you're saying. When does that switch usually flip on for a lot of players? Is that like a year three thing? Is especially at the guard position, is it harder for guards?
0: It kinda depends on the person as well. What they're trying to accomplish as players. Because I feel like, you know, you can you can you can be a great player and you can be you know, and not listen to what, you know, being what, what people are trying to teach you and you can kind of have some success and fade away. And then you can be that guy who's trying to better and become that player that you always say, I want to be an all-star. I want to be this, I want to do this for my team. And I, I thought you always hear too, the game, you, the game slows down because everything you've gone through the first time you're, you're prepared for it. You know what to expect in different situations. You know what back-to-backs feel like. You know what four games of five nights feel like now. You know what rivalry games, or you know what how some officials uh, act, and you know who you can talk to. or you start to learn who you can talk to and who you can't, who not to mess with. That type of stuff. All that stuff tends to to happen and help guys settle in. And and it's just like you know, it's now I I know what to expect every day. I know what my body's going to feel like after a back-to-back, so I know what I need to do. I'm not looking around like okay. Oh, oh, I got to do this. Oh, I got to, and, and so you're trying to figure it out while playing. It's, it's everything slows down. The game slows down, and obviously, year three, you you feel like you're a pro at it. You're a vet. Now that's why you know. I mean, after four years, they consider you a veteran because I mean, you've seen a lot of of things outside of the game. You know, of of, of the game of basketball. So, I think year two and year three. We, I mean, you just think about some of the players who who's. You know, John Morant, you know, he was good his first year. He got, you know, he was crazy his second year, you know. And then you look at some guys who year three, year four, it, you know, it's all about, uh, you know, what, you know, what they're trying to accomplish. You know, some guys are just trying to establish that, hey, I can score in this league and winning and all that other stuff will come later. And there's some guys who are trying to figure out how can I do both. Yeah.
1: so I'll I'll wear the journalist hat right now. I find that in my conversations with players who are making that jump, young players who are transcending into that next level, I feel like it usually is accompanied by some commitment to their being a pro, whether that's a changing of their body, um, a changing of eating habits, um, how they prepare themselves and wind down from games and practices. Um, Sometimes I feel and like responsibilities,
0: Ross. Possibly- Don't forget right. that. Responsibilities. You know, you're having more responsibilities as a leader. You right. Know, that's important. And
1: sometimes I, I speak with players, you know, it's funny. Sometimes you're having conversations as a reporter, and especially if you have a good relationships and people trust you, you find eventually you're sitting with a player and they're actually confiding with you. And it feels almost like a bit of a therapy session at times. Um, like sometimes I speak with players who have been highly touted a number one draft pick, a huge expectation guy, something like that. And there, for some it's off to the races, but for others, there's a lot of hurt that comes along the way. I've spoken to hurt players that have had to learn to let go of outside expectation or needing the game to inform how they feel about themselves. Because like, they really have struggled with that, and it's because crazy. they're not taught.
0: Go ahead, go ahead. We forget. We taught. Forget, there's pain though, before like, pleasure.
1: A lot of times, and and we forget as a as a public because we're seeing huge contracts and salaries. Like these are human beings, and a lot of them are holding like hurt, expectation, disappointment, and for most of all athletes' lives, you've derived. Your sense of identity and value around the game, you know?
0: Yeah. And think about this also. A lot of these guys come from successful high school careers. Some of them, a lot of them are one and done's who had a lot of success. Maybe their team, but those players as individuals had success. Come to the NBA and it's a wake up call, and guys don't know how to handle that because they've been successful, never hit with adversity never hit with mm, oh I'm not the go-to guy I'm not this and they don't know how to handle that and this is a shock to their system but the, remember the ball keeps rolling <laughs> the games keep playing they don't have time to wait for you it's kind of like you figure it out you ask questions some guys are so prideful they don't ask for help but they don't ask questions or like you know they don't really listen to kind of the the helpful hands or the you know the few vets that are on teams now uh, yeah. whatever. But you know they don't listen, or some, or, or that, <laughs> whatever. Huh? Or you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of former players. Yeah.
1: Nah, nah. You know, I'm just saying, it's not there's not, not enough the veterans.
0: It's not enough vets in this league to, to to help with that though, because that star player who's going through these issues can have a a veteran who's been there. Either I I I was lucky when I walked into the Toronto my rookie year. I had D Brown who played with Larry Bird. I had Doug Christie, who played with Magic Johnson. I had Antonio Davis who played with Reggie Miller. I had Kevin Willis who played with Dominique Wilkins. I had Charles Oakley who played with Michael Jordan. So anything I was going through as the go-to guy or a young superstar, I could talk to them and they could like, nah, this is how they handle the media. This is how he prepared himself. This is the and you know, they can they give me game and then I mold it into me. It's not the same, like it, it, it's not the same now, and I think that is extremely important for the maturation of a lot of these young guys who are superstars who come in with the high expectations, like you said, fail or struggle or hit bumps in the road and don't know how to bounce back or, or how to just say, hey, help me be the player that I want to be. And then they get defensive sometimes when they read the clippings that's not positive and they shut down. So right. it's, it, I think it's important. If you're not going to have veterans on your team, you need to have former players who's been in these positions or or you need to have former players who played with superstars like I just named. Because I feel like, yes, a coach who's been around can tell me, oh, so much, that's great. Yes, when I coach such such, that's cool. But you're not with them in the locker room when you're not around,
1: mm-hmm. which is the
0: most important time, in my opinion. And only veteran players or guys who've been around these guys can do that. I'm off my soapbox.
1: no. I believe in the importance of you know locker room culture, you know extension of the coach, you know having a veteran and and like often great teams have great because that's vets. how guys grow. Yeah, great teams have great vets. Somebody's got to set the culture and be an enforcer, you know, or be able to speak to young guys in a way that the coach can't. So I'm look, you're talking to the to the choir, um, but like I got one more angle to take on this De'Aaron Fox conversation. He signed with Clutch. Rich Mm -hmm. Paul, all of them, Um, which is, you know, nothing but respect for what they're building there uh, and how they're expanding. And um, it's interesting that signing with Clutch seems to come with um, agenda, rumor. um, Like it comes with something. I also think it comes with respect. Like, you know, people are going there and, and getting business done. And in many cases, clutch, eight, clutch players have gotten paid. I mean, every agency has um, some slips or some, you know, situations that could be better. But for the most part, you know, when you think about where it started and where it is now, it's a wild success story. And so there's a tweet out um, and it's Chris Haynes. He had an exclusive interview with the Fox and he, amongst the many things they talked about, um, you know, he talked about hiring Rich Paul as his agent and that the move had nothing to do with wanting to be traded. And even Draymond Green, also a part of Clutch, um, chimed in on Twitter saying, well, why does hiring Rich Paul have to be viewed as a move to be traded? Why isn't it simply the truth, which is that Rich is the best in the business? And at some point, the disrespect of this industry must stop. So, what does it um, signal? What does it signal to you that De'Aaron Fox has signed with Clutch and Rich Paul? And I'll we'll do a full stop there. And then, I guess, what's your reflection on what Rich Paul and Clutch have built?
0: I well, I I think it's just it's it's saying, you know, Fox De'Aaron is is seeing an opportunity. You know, I mean, it's it's a transition period. Who can. Help get me the opportunities, whether it's get me paid with the team that I, I'm I'm currently playing for, or otherwise. Uh, and you know, Rich Paul and Klutz has has shown that they're getting their guys played, they're putting them in the opportunities they need to be, uh, they need to need or want to be in. And you know, Draymond out there, you know, supporting and saying he's the best in the business because I mean, obviously, he's seeing what he's done for him and other players. So when you have an agency that is successful that's doing something guys if they feel like they can look after and take care of them they'll do it i signed with a smaller agency because i felt like you know some of the bigger agency had so many players
1: mm-hmm.
0: i didn't want to be a fish another fish in the pond and right. you know if, but is there clout? if, if is i there felt clout and is, power
1: is there clout and power i mean um, i
0: mean r- r- in today's 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 game, yeah, I mean it is. I mean you think about it. when you come in, you come in and say you with Clutch, everybody knows, you know. But look at it, look at like what look, what is everybody saying when he signed with, with Clutch? The first thing he said is what? Oh, they're going to get Clutch so he can get traded. You know? so I mean there there is power. It is power. Whether we see it as a negative to some people, you know, if you're a Sacramento fan, you kind of, you're, you're intimidated and afraid. If you're other people like, Oh man, Darren Fox might be available. None of these time of a clutch, you know? So uh, I, I think his play is putting him in the position where he's going to get paid. And if there's a situation where he wants to get moved, it can happen because of his play and his representation. Absolutely. And in the
1: locker room, does agents, play an impact in the locker room at all
0: mm, no I, I i think the only time i think agents are brought brought up is when players are looking to leave one and go somewhere else my mm, opinion okay that, that, that i think okay. i don't really i don't ever recall you know it being a you know, outside of you know, you maybe sit there like, bro, you see what such such guy, man, his agent getting all his guys paid type thing. You know, it yeah. could be that too. Um, You know, because I remember, you know, me changing agents. You know, very very few times that I can recall having a conversation about the agent. It's kind of this a thing, but when you know, you just kind of just listen and you you start to hear what how guys feel about their agency and what you're looking for. Does it match what? such and such is telling you, and you got to decide from there. So, I mean, it's well documented what Clutch is doing. So it's, it's, I don't see it as a bad move for De'Aaron until it's a bad move for De'Aaron.
1: Okay, let's wrap this up with one more topic. And it's an age old topic about injury. Uh, resting, toughness, then and now, physicality, all the things. And there's a a number of examples, but we'll start with one coming to head, Olden Polonese. Attention all NBA players, he tweeted. The more you sit and skip games after getting hurt or injured, the more you will continue to get hurt or injured. You have to build up pain tolerance. It's ridiculous watching you guys sit For BS, I finished second in rebounds with a broken hand in 93. Damn. What's your reaction to that? That you got to build up your pain tolerance with pain.
0: (laughs) It just speaks to what the old NBA was like and and what it was about and the expectations and, you know, people viewed you. And I could say us because I was, I was a part of that. That era as well, crazy to say, uh, but I actually was about part of it was you were viewed a particular way for the amount of games you played, and it was a thing. Mm-hmm. You fought with training staff and or organizations about being on the court because you wanted it to say at least seventy five or more games, in, in you know in that season, obviously eighty two mm-hmm. was a badge of honor. And that's just wow. not what it is now. It's the organizations – the organizations are now protecting players from themselves, the organization. Because, like like he said, just think about what he said here. And this is why he's mad, because what he knows his entire career, he played and he played with a broken wrist – he said wrist, right? Wrist or hand. And he – second in rebounding. And, uh, yeah, so that's – you know, so – that's kind of what it was. It was not like, oh, let's protect you for the future, your longevity, your career. They didn't think about it. Mm-hmm. It's ever, it's the evolution. So I'm stuck in the middle of this because I hear what he's saying, and mm-hmm. you know, there wasn't a such thing as load management and resting guys, and you you doing that. It wasn't a such thing as uh, as as load management and resting guys and. You know, this, like, when you were injured, you were hurt, you were hurt, you sit, like, very few times I can recall as a young guy, like, I had a coach, I won't name his name, but I think in my, my, that season I had him, we probably had two, if not three, real off days that season. Wow. Three off days, completely off in that season. It was ridiculous, guys did complain about that, we deserved to let our body heal, but... Like it's just what it was. Like his his idea of off days, where okay, you off from practice, but you still got to go get some free throws, right? Or some spot shots, and then go home. Mm-hmm. That was our off. That was considered an off day, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it was brutal. And I was still a young guy where I can handle it, but he was shaving off, you know, years of guys' careers mm-hmm. from how people complain. So it's the evolution of that. Because think about Roz. Think about this. You look at some of the guys. Not all, and not all. So we can't put everybody. In this box, when I say this, but you look at some of the the the, the older former guys, former players that played this game, who you know aren't happy about today's game. Look at their bodies now, (laughs) beat 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 (laughs) up and broke down because because they they just it's just what it was. You know the mentality is different. You sacrifice your 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 body and what it may look like at the end of your career for the now Mm -hmm. and. Today's game, I think it's flipped. They, they're they looking after you. They wanted you to be able to walk away from this game somewhat healthy and normal for later. And it's kind of, you know, and it's kind of how do you find a happy media? Yes, I get it with the money people are paying. You know, you're thinking you're going to see a particular player and it's the load management. It's, you know, yeah. these things. I get it. It's just, it's just a different game because I, I played my first year in the league. Roz, we played triples. We played three games. In a row that year, we had back to back to backs.
1: That's nuts.
0: They weren't just back to backs. It was three games in a row, and it was it was insane. But you just learned how to take care of your body. We just learned how to how to how to make it work, you know. And and that was my rookie year. So I'm just like, wait a minute, this NBA. <laughs> it was a short. It was a revi- uh, revised season. It started in January. I'm now an NBA player, expected to be this trip back to back to back games guarding guys like Grant Hill at the top of the, you know, their game, Kobe, you know, it's like, what in the world like, you know, it's just so, it's so crazy. And and it's like a lot going on now. And I think adding the mental health to this now is really breaking down, you know, the mental Mm -hmm. tends to break down guys, physical bodies as well. Sometimes just Mm -hmm. a lot lot of things, you know, you you see what I'm saying? So it's, it's a lot that goes into today's, a lot that goes into protecting players now. Like, I think organizations, like I said before, organizations and trainers are saving us, players, from ourselves. I remember coming back too early as a younger guy and ended up injuring something else. Because it was just like, you good? You can go? Because once you step on the court, there's no excuses. You said you can go, go. And you go out there, and you play, and you're compensating, and you hurt something else. You go back down. And now organizations are like, okay. Let's not, We can avoid that by sit you out a little longer, get you right, you come back. And I think of you know Kawhi Leonard with something like that. You know yeah. that's why he sat out mm-hmm. the entire season. Mm-hmm. John Wall. Well, you know uh, there's a couple of players, but Kawhi comes to mind for sure. Sitting out. Now he takes advantage of this load management to the high. I, <laughs> be, I, I would be curious to see who who is Olden Polynese actually talking about. I mean, I, I'm sure. I mean, there's a lot of guys, but I wonder if he had some guys in mind when he said that because I think I think of Kawhi. You know, uh, super talented should be talked about every year about being one you of the want best him players. Out people, you want
1: to out people. You want, him to out people? You want him no, to out? no, no, no. I'm no, not not really.
0: I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I just want to know who he's talking about. That's all because yeah, it's like yeah. you know, I, I get, I get, I, I get it from both sides because I played through both eras, meaning that era, the end of, near the end of that era and this current era. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, you, ad- you, you adjust and adapt you because side, it's like.
1: Which do you think is better, Vince? I know there was an adjustment, but now that you've experienced that's both tough. and you can understand the positives and negatives that come with both, which would you say was more useful?
0: Well, I mean, it's easier to say now, I mean, it, because of technology, because of research and how they can protect. My, their, your body and you, it's more things you understand that you can you can do or need to have a long lasting career. So, I, I, I but it just it's just what it was back then. Like I, I I mean I didn't have a problem with it. I did have a problem about that year with that coach where we didn't. I was like, man, yeah. y'all get y'all get a, y'all got a day off? Oh, what is that? What is that? What is that like? What is that yeah. like? Because I don't know what that what that is anymore. But it was, it was what it was, and I had to learn. I had more injuries at, early in my career, but I made adjustments. Kind of like what we talked about De'Aaron Fox, as I grew, as I understood. Because I looked at the cold tub. I used to look at D. Brown and Doug Christie, who used to sit in them like, bro, for what? Bro, I'm good. I can just go ice and stretch and whatever. I'll be good. I'm 21. I'm 22. And then it started to make sense as I started going deeper into the playoffs, uh, mm-hmm. playing more minutes. More of a focus, getting hit, and not especially back in that at that time, stretching mm-hmm. and, and and icing and taking care of your body was important. But now, guys, there's there's Normatex, there's cryo chambers, you know, there's all of these different things that they have that you you know they didn't have back then. So yes, naturally, it's better, and they're just they're protecting us. Like some uh, some of us, some of my, my 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 former players, they're not right, man. <laughs> yeah some of these guys not right because of yeah. what they put their bodies through like listen to all the, i mean look at some of these guys fingers man you get a chance look at antonio davis's fingers man <laughs> nasty <laughs> that's just that's just the way it was
1: yeah they
0: tape you up and send you back out there
1: that's crazy and they still do that there's still um some of that mindset like that in in sports today Somewhat. but i do think we're moving oh yeah sports, sports today yes a, a, a trend and especially in male sports but i do think we're working towards a trend of work smarter not harder um uh, well can hey, we work hey, smart and hey, hard and I, think, I think maybe the maybe the intersection needs to be <laughs> let's work smart <laughs> and let's work hard and like intersect those two concepts you know hey,
0: hey but, watch um, this you, you can attest to this think about when you came out of high school or or let's say, let's say think about doing your high school career and think about all of the tournaments uh, pickup games I mean just uh, just throughout that let's say high school college and you know when you were playing for the Nigerian national team think about the amount of tournaments and pickup games and what's available now as opposed to back then. We didn't have it we didn't have as many opportunities there weren't as many there was it the, was the, the rucker. You know, Kingdom, You know everything you want in New York. Few places in uh, in in in, uh, in LA and in Chicago. It's everywhere now, everywhere. So guys can play all year long. All, all year long. I'm talking about you're playing 40 games. You can play 40 games, like yeah. real games in the summer. So young guys are beating themselves up. So the technology had to get better because these guys are coming in with their bodies, what, 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 um, trainers are seeing now, these guys are ha- uh, bodies are at young ages are beat up. Like they have had four years, five years in the league because of the mileage they put on them. Yeah. So, uh, I, I mean, I, and here's me at the end of my career with all of these opportunities to play these, I'm like, bro, I'm not playing. I can't, I got to save <laughs> the tread on my tires for the real thing. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So it's just, it's just a different world. And it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of, you know, what you prefer. The warrior mentality, meaning I'm gonna go. Yeah, it's 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 hurting. It's, it might be a little broken, but take me up and I'm good. Or you just take the smarter approach, which you know today's league is is also. So yeah, my vets made my vets my vets see this league as soft. I get it. I get it.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's spoken well by someone but who understands it, both sides. But um, I've actually got to top tap out for load management myself. So <laughs> um, we Yeah, the way you move uh, around for sure. <laughs> I get it. I <laughs> we need some we need some load management because we've been putting Eat in the, the work. We've been putting in the yeah. work. Um, so Vince, it's always good to hang out with you.
0: That's what we do. That's
1: Thank you, good people. Once again, let's go. <laughs> let's go.